Hey y'all, this is the 12th episode of the Southern Lodge Podcast. Tonight the guys and I will be discussing the SEC East, giving you a little prediction and how we think their season is going to go and where they stack up in the East. We're also going to be giving you a little fantasy football draft preview. Uh, we're going to do a, a draft in the next couple of weeks on the show. And then we're going to add to the Southern Lodge list debate by giving everybody our top five breakfast cereals of all time. So pull up a chair to the fire and welcome to the Southern Lodge. Hey everybody, uh, you got Michael, Danny, and Aaron tonight. We got the full crew. Danny came in from the woods or came in from doing whatever he's been doing. You know, he's been lost for like two, three weeks. I don't even know. No one's heard from him, but he's on the show. Why don't you say hello, Danny? What's going on? Been working. Oh, darn. People don't forget what your voice sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing tonight, Aaron? Absolutely fantastic, Michael. Thank you for asking. Uh, I've got my traditional glass of Southern Lodge sweet tea and getting ready for some football, man. I can already uh, I can smell those stadium-style hot dogs, and uh, I can just feel that hope swelling up inside my chest uh, right before the Bulldogs take the field and beat some juggernauts. How about you? How are you doing this evening? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I, I could be doing better, you know. Uh, I like this time of year because football is about to start. Greatest sport ever, even though they're trying to ruin it. But but when it really – it's really too hot right now. I like it when that air starts to get a little crisp. You know, you can smell fall coming in the air because then you know it's football and hunting season at the same time. Right now it's just Amen. almost it's just almost too hot to be enjoyable right now. I mean, I know football is right there, but I need I need that air change to be to be real happy. Um but on uh, the last episode, we discussed the SEC West, and Danny wasn't a part of that. Um, I'm sure he would maybe disagree a little bit with our picks for who's going to finish atop the division, and I think he might have had something to say about Aaron picking the Bulldogs to finish above the Tigers. Uh, in the, I actually picked Auburn to finish second, but uh, Dan- Danny, what you know, just off the top of your head, how do you think the West going to shake out? Mm. Same as they did last year. Auburn one, Alabama two. I go state. Or no, LSU three, state four. Um, A and M five, Arkansas six. And Ole, that's Ole, just Ole Miss seven. Ole Miss seven. Wow. Or no, Shame no. You, Ole Miss will finish Shame on before you, Arkansas. Mississippi State can't. Until I, – I don't know about that guy. A lot of people say a lot of positive things about him, but I think Mississippi State will be good. I just don't know how good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you're putting a little too much stock in the old uh, Bayou voice of Ed Ogeron. Uh, I, I think LSU's in for a letdown. but They got lots of talent across the board, as they always do. And hope maybe they'll get some consistent quarterback play. I'm not too worried about Auburn and LSU because Auburn plays LSU at home, or we play them in Auburn, and Auburn always beats them in Auburn. Yeah, speaking of Auburn, we've got our we've got our tickets bought. We booked a hotel room, so the guys' trip to the Auburn Tennessee game has pretty much been finalized. We just got to hope our buddy that was just in the hospital makes a speedy recovery and still able to make it. 
Uh, he's a he's a War Eagle fan himself, so I might go to that. Auburn are y'all are y'all taking too. separate cars up? Are y'all taking separate cars up there? I mean, how are y'all gonna are y'all, are y'all seats right next to each other? I see a lot of potential for conflict I, here. I think they're all three gonna ride together, and then I'm gonna ride by myself because obviously I'm north and they're all south. I think uh, Hallett is going to go into Mobile and hang out with them for the day. Um, on Friday and go up Friday afternoon because that's what I'm going is Friday afternoon check-ins at three and you know typically I'm gonna have to call them before to make sure that we don't have any issues with parking if not um, if there's no issues with it we can park two vehicles um, there won't be a problem if we can only park one then we can I'll just call Josh Josh lives like 30 minutes away we can park one of the vehicles over there. Yeah. Are you talking about at the stadium, Aaron, all of us sitting together? Yeah, I'm just going to need y'all to promise that you're still going to be friends through all this. Yeah, after I'll be fine. Well, you know, you know Aaron, I've got I've got experience keeping my cool after someone's home team gets upset by uh, somebody that they should beat very easily. So, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, Luckily, I don't know, Aaron, if you've ever been to Auburn or gone to an Auburn game, but the home fans are always really nice, and they're really – I've gone – actually, the game that I always go to is Auburn-Mississippi State game. And uh, I went with a bunch of Mississippi State guys like two years in a row, or two – it would have been once every two years, but we went twice together, and they had no issues. I think out of both trips, we had one person say anything negative to them. So they're but, usually pretty cool. But did Auburn win both years? Yes. See, I've ne- I've never watched Auburn lose at a game. See that that's not, you got to like worry when Auburn loses and all them drunk people are dealing with the loss. See, Mississippi State fans are fine, but I was there when South Alabama upset them, and luckily it was an early game because if they would have had all day to tailgate and get real good and drunk, who knows how it would have been. I've never seen Auburn lose when I've been to a game. Well, first time for everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you still think you think Alabama's going to finish first in uh, the division? No, I think Auburn will. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I misheard you. I, I thought everybody was smart on this podcast. Um. All right. So that uh that takes us to the East. Uh, like we did last time, we're going to go alphabetical order. We'll give a prediction of how we think they're going to do in the season and where they're going to finish in the division itself. Um, and alphabetically, that gives us to Florida. And I think since uh, Aaron's favorite coach of all time is now the head coach there, and he talks a lot of, a lot of crap about Mississippi State, we should let Aaron talk about Florida first. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you've got to know – I don't completely understand the hatred that some Mississippi State fans have for Dan Mullen right now. I think the guy gave us nine years. There were there were other opportunities to leave, and he didn't. He stayed for nine years. That he he was the second longest tenured coach in the SEC, uh, at, right outside of Nick Saban, and uh, he brought us. He elevated the football program and, in turn, the university to new levels. Uh, development on campus has kicked up, involvement in the football program, excitement around the football program, uh, all because of him. So he gave us things that will have an impact on the university for a long time. Uh, I, I think he's a great football coach. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. 
I've got I've got Florida in a, in a week east. Okay, it's a week east. I've got Florida number two, finishing between eight and ten wins. I think a couple things go their way. And looking at their schedule, I mean, y'all look at it. Tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, they there's it's not the craziest schedule. They they could get ten wins with a with a mediocre team with an aggressive offense. It could happen. So I and I, I'll just go ahead and say disclaimer: my number two three and four teams could easily shift around, but I've got Florida getting the edge and, and finishing second in the East. Who's up next? I'll go. Um, I think Florida will be all right. I mean, I think they'll get more consistent quarterback play. Florida's another one of those teams that I don't think it's going to take a lot for them to turn it around. Um, they have a lot of talent. Uh, the, I, the biggest thing's quarterback play. If they can get that together, they'll be pretty tough. I got them finishing third, um, anywhere from seven to nine. I think they're going to go about eight and four, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of that, give or take a game or so. Um, y'all are a little more optimistic about Florida than I am. I think. I think it's very realistic that Florida could. There's oh, there's so there's a lot. Normally, a lot of talent at uh, Florida, but I did just read an article that, based off recruiting rankings, that Tennessee actually has uh, more recruiting star power than Florida does right now. But Florida is talked about contending for the East, while Tennessee was picked to finish like fifth. So I I, I think Florida gets the name recognition right now because they have won a couple of national titles more recently and you know won a couple of eastern division titles but uh, i'm looking at this Mm. i could realistically see florida going six and six this year i kentucky kentucky keeps getting better under uh stoops Uh, they got tennessee at tennessee i mean uh LSU comes home, Mississippi State's – I think Mississippi State will beat them because it's going to be emotional for all them former players. They want to shut Mullen up. And then oh, I'm going to go between between six and eight wins. I don't think they'll lose more than six. I'll go between six and eight wins. Number – number – Number four in the East. That's that's my prediction. You writing this down, Aaron? Yeah, I... Oh, shoot. Hold on a second. Uh-oh. All right. Four in the East, Florida, yep. and you said six and eight? Between six and six eight, and eight, yeah. Wins. Yep. Danny, where'd you put them? Um, third, and between seven and nine. And I know we don't want to debate every team here. Uh, dang. Mm-mm-mm. Our scribe not doing his one job. This is so aggravating. <laughs> I got I got it written down now. I was trying to get back to the uh, Florida schedule for this year because when I counted it, man, I don't see potential for as low as six, but... I don't either. 
Well, you got a lot of you're you're counting in Tennessee beating them. I am. I've got Tennessee beating them, and then that was also um, LSU beating them. Which LSU and Florida—that's one of the new rivalries. The new seventeen seven team uh, division is created. That's the new cross division, and yeah, it's in Gainesville. But LSU plays them tough every year. Um, there's, I mean, Kentucky gets them early. Kentucky's been on the door of knocking them off. I mean, and I just think th- that's why I said six to eight. I, I think there's a chance that Florida, Florida's got the name right now. I mean, they've still got the name, but like I said, Tennessee actually has more recruiting stars than Florida does. And Tennessee, so think- Tennessee went four and eight last year. I have Florida losing three SEC games, which would be Mississippi State. Georgia and South Carolina, and then losing also losing to Florida State. Yeah, and that's it. Well, that, that, that's why we that's why we're doing this right now. All right, all right. Next is Georgia, Georgia. Then the the night the lights went out in Georgia. A lot of songs about Georgia, Florida Georgia line. Yeah. All right. Um. I've got Georgia going between 10 and 11 wins. Oh, wait, no, that's wrong. Uh, That is wrong. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if I had them losing a second game. Let me me just check out his schedule right quick. Um, No, uh, that should be between 11 and 12. I think the one game they could lose, um, Auburn. You, but it's in San, Sanford. It's at Georgia. So, uh, that's going to be tough. Uh, I, their their toughest games are uh, – oh, wait, no. I was thinking South Carolina could knock them because South Carolina is going to be the wild card this year in the East. It's early, and it's in South Carolina. Yeah, put me down between 10 and 12, first in the East. Okay. Uh, I've got Georgia first in the East between 10 and 11 wins. Uh, 11 if they only lose to Auburn. 10 if Florida sneaks up and beats them. Mm. Mm. I'm not buying into South Carolina. Other people are. I'm not buying into it. It's it's Will Muschamp. (laughs) Not buying in. I, if he does it, that's great, but he let, he let everybody down at Florida. He's going to have to really convince me that this isn't just smoking a bottle. So, I mean, he first let everybody down Georgia, at Florida. He let everybody down at Florida because he couldn't hire an offensive coordinator. The defense was all world, and McElwain pissed it away. I mean, and McElwain was supposed to be an offensive guru, and then he pissed it even further down the drain. Um, I don't put it all on Muschamp, but I have Georgia got finishing second in the East um, from nine to ten wins, and I have them losing to South Carolina and Auburn. I think I just know what Danny just did. <laughs> I, th- I already told. I was you I was I writing thing I was writing things down trying to and I, I wasn't paying attention to what you were doing but I know you put Florida at third and then Georgia at second so I I know what's going to happen when we get down what, to that specific Tennessee team. number one baby hey hey there's a chance <laughs> there's always a chance you're living in a fantasy world well I did pick them to win the NCAA tournament last time in basketball and we saw how that went uh what, what I just what? I, I think Georgia's going to be good I do um 
I think there's a couple losses that they have. Um, losing both the running backs, sure, they've recruited well. One of their star running backs towards ACL the other day. Um, Zaire White, I think is his name. Yeah, but he was a they guy lost. that had never been he was a he was still a high school kid. No, he was a he's a freshman. Was he? I thought he was a yeah, I thought he came in over the summer. I thought he was a recruit. Yeah, but hadn't. he just Yeah, but they I mean honestly you have that swift cat and then yeah. you got That's you all know, you need. They still they got don't run they, it like that though. They still got that they, holy field kid. They do. I mean, but they were banking on uh, that white kid, and then they also had uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook. Mm. Um, but Zahir, I think Zahir, whatever his name is, White, was the, I think, the number one running back. I think the bigger, the big, or not the bigger, but, but maybe. They, lost, they also lost the linebacker. Um, they lost a bunch of, a couple of linebackers with Lorenzo Carter. Then they lost, uh, God almighty, what's his name? The one who went to the Bears. Floyd? No. No. Uh, shoot, what, what is his name? I don't know. He was like the eighth overall pick. Yeah, uh, number. Th- he was number three for yeah. him. But losing him is going to be big. Um, that Baker cat that they got to coming back is going to be pretty good. But I, I really and truly think Jake Fromm is going to take a step back. Well, that's I what I was going to ask you. Do you think Jake Fromm finishes the year as, as Georgia's starting quarterback? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's good enough. Um Heck, one of the other podcasts I listen to has Jake Fromm, the best draftable prospect. I mean, they have him the best, the great of the best quarterback in college right now, even though he's a true sophomore over everybody. Yeah, and I, I, actually, I didn't see enough. I mean, but we'll see. I think Eason's better, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I think they take a step back. That's just my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough talking about Georgia. I don't care for them too much. Um, uh, so we well. Okay. We did every. Okay. Now we got to move on to Kentucky. I've I've got stuff written down ahead. I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. Kentucky, Danny. Um, I'm gonna take them. I'm probably a little lower on them than y'all are, but I haven't finished in six. And from five to seven wins. That's a that's about where I have them too. Um, I have them. I have them sixth in the East as well. Let's see. I'm just gonna count some wins here. Do, 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 do. I've got them between. I've got them between four and six wins. Whew. That's probably where I should have put them. Here, here's the the teams on their schedule that I'm like they're for sure wins. But even with Kentucky, I don't feel super confident saying that. Central Michigan, Murray State, Fandy, Middle Tennessee, Missouri is close to a toss up. Hmm. That puts them at five. I'm going to say five to seven. Fifth in the East. Okay. How many more years? They're not a laughing stock, so he'll be there for a little while. 
It's kind of, I mean, and I don't mean this offensively, but it's kind of how people used to always say that uh, Mississippi State will, they'll make a, or they'll build a statue of a good old, old coach they had. And because of the fact that he was winning seven, eight games a year, because their expectations just aren't that of some of the other SEC schools. And Kentucky's kind of the same way when it comes to football, because when have they ever been good? Not in my lifetime. They, they, they've got some glory years. Uh, what the nineties? Who are y'all uh, talking about? Seven Kentucky, late seventies. Kentucky's glory days are from the fifties, when Bear Bryant was there. Cobb was there. Yeah, but they never yeah. finished above like fourth. They've always been behind Tennessee, Georgia, Jared and Lorenzen. Florida. The hefty lefty, no. If you were a lefty, that would be you. If I was a lefty, but I'm not. So let's move to Mizzou. Did I? Did, okay. Did everybody give their picks on Kentucky, Aaron? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, uh, Aaron, Mizzou. I got Mizzou at five and seven, finishing sixth. Oh. That's probably that's probably interchangeable with Kentucky because I've got Kentucky at five and seven as well. But you know what's crazy? Like they, Mizzou has the the offense to do what they need to do. They and and some games last year. I mean, I don't want to misquote anything. There were several games where they were way ahead and then choked it up and lost. They uh, had a really bad start to the year. I think they started zero and six, didn't they? Yeah, and then they won six in a row. Yeah, I mean Auburn was playing like backups at halftime. They were killing them. Well, that's what if Mizzou can get their defense going, they've got the quarterback, and uh, you know they've uh, uh, oh shoot, Drew Locke's being talked about as a first round pick right now. Uh, so if they can get a defense yeah. to stop some people, they could be a dangerous team. Yeah. Do you know who their new OC is? Derek Dooley, former Tennessee head coach. <laughs> Tennessee legend. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Josh Heupel went to Central Florida to be their head coach. Yeah, I guess Derek Dooley will be wearing golden pants now because that, that was his thing at Tennessee. He wore orange pants on the sideline. <laughs> I think he was trying to get a little Bruce Pearl magic going because when uh, Bruce Pearl was the basketball coach at Tennessee at a big game, he'd wear the orange suit. Uh, I've got Missouri going between seven and nine, third in the West or East. Um, I, I just, uh, I think I'm really not buying. Like I said, I've got Florida fourth in the East. Um, I think Georgia's the best team, but I think their cross division is um, Alabama and. Arkansas. Arkansas. So you go one and one at that. Um, they got a question mark. It, Purdue is at Purdue. That'll be a shootout. Um, but I, I think I think Missouri, if they play up to their potential, they've got a chance of, you know, they won't get back to the SEC championship like they did the first two years. But I think they get back to respectability again and go seven and between seven and nine, third in the East. I got them fourth going – like, I would probably say six to eight. 
Something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you on the Purdue. I think they'll probably win Purdue. But Georgia, they lose. South Carolina, they lose. Alabama, they lose. And it's how do they recover from there? How do they recover after those three games? Because those are going to be three hellacious games because two of those are on the road. Right. Um, You know, they go at Florida, at Tennessee. Yeah. I think fourth, anywhere from six to eight wins. All right, all right. Uh, that brings us to. Uh, I think Danny's gonna. Danny should probably start us off on South Carolina. Uh, I got South Carolina first in the East. Uh, um, I'll pinpoint them on ten wins. They lose to. Um, Clemson and A and M. Oh. Mm. Um, that A and M game, I just I don't know. They're gonna lose one SEC game. It's it's a, it's at home though. Of course, yeah, so the Georgia game. That's why I think they beat Georgia. That's why I was. That's why I had them penciled in as maybe one of Georgia's losses because it is early season at home. Um, but I've got South Carolina between nine and ten wins, second in the East. I'm with you. I think they lose at Clemson because it's at Clemson. Uh, but and then I've got Georgia's a toss up with them, and then there's another one they'll probably. They got Ole Miss at Ole Miss. You never know what Ole Miss is going to do. Ole Miss is being talked about as one of the uh, maybe surprise teams or exciting teams. They got the uh, was it um, AJ Brown, the big wide receiver. Everybody says is the best receiver. And it's going to be drafted this year, so uh, and the quarterback is kind of a fun and gun. So I don't know. I I think there's there's potential for two to three losses on their schedule. So I've got them at number two. Did you say nine to ten wins? Nine to ten. A little more specific on this one. Gotcha. Uh, got South Carolina at number three, eight to nine wins. And that's only because I'm buying into the hype of other people just enough to change my mind on a few of these games. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be surprised if they do better than that. Eight to nine wins with losses to Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida. That would get them to nine wins. Oh, and they got Clemson. That's a, yeah. So that's so. four losses. Who do you have them losing to? Uh, Georgia, A and M, Florida, and Clemson. Hmm. I'm buying into Florida, y'all. God, you're a homer. He abandoned you in your time of need. These picks hey, could all he, change. He brought Todd. He brought Todd Grantham with him too. <laughs> These picks could all change Got after the that. Uh, Mississippi State, Florida game. Hey. All right, so that brings us to Big Orange Country, Tennessee. Um, I got Tennessee going between six and eight wins, fifth in the East. I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you didn't play Rocky Top before you started talking. Well, yeah, I don't want to get shut down. You know, I don't own that song, so. But I could sing it myself, I guess. You know, 
but then it would get stuck in y'all's head and y'all would just want to sing it over the show because you know it is the best fight song in the country so yeah it's pretty cool i give it that but uh yeah i i want to be more optimistic about my team but I think we'll be better than some people were predicting when the whole coaching fiasco was going and then media days where I think we're, we're picked maybe one spot too low. But there's a chance there's, – there's a, there's a whole bunch of toss-up games on Tennessee's schedule. Um, the, I think the West Virginia game, I think it's running at about a 10-point gap right now. I think it could be – I think Tennessee could make it close. It's either going to be close or a blowout, but I'm leaning more towards close. And then, like I said, you got you got Florida, Kentucky, Missouri. They're all toss-up games. So, like I said, six and, between six and eight wins, fifth in the East. I've actually got like, Florida. I think you could – I've actually got Florida ahead of Tennessee, even though I think Tennessee will beat Florida because it's in Knoxville this year. Like, I think I could see you being a hillbilly. You know what I mean? Like, overalls, barefoot. One of the overall straps is undone, and it's showing your nipple on that side. And you've got, a like, a piece of grass sticking out your mouth with the straw hat on. I, I, I ain't going to lie. I, I've been everything except for the straw hat before. Uh, you know, I, I have painted that picture before. I mean, that, I don't know. And, and then, you know, you get the weather year round where you really get like a cold winter, uh, probably see some snow up there. The I mean, Appalachians. I mean, we could just say that Tennessee is the best state to live in, but you know, Danny wants to move there. I mean, I don't want to go over to Knoxville. But you I want to live in Tennessee. I'm going to go to Nashville, yeah. Nashville is pretty fun. Nashville, Tennessee. Have Wish you I was on before? old Rocky Top. Yeah, been. Been before. Have you been to a game? Danny, we've discussed this before on the podcast. I have not been to a game. But that's going to change next year when Mississippi State plays. Me and Aaron are going to go. You're more than welcome to come. I'm going to go to the UTEP game this year. Just so I can say that I've been. Before Good for you. you. Good on you. Mike, can my can... wife come with us? Sure, buddy. Yay. Sure. Maybe I'll bring a plus one as well. Oh, man. I guess I'll be going. I'll go ahead and say a Hail Mary <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh, that was funny, Danny. <laughs> I'll be your plus one. Well, if you want to see a winning team. Then I'm not going to go to that game. Hey, it, it could be a big turnaround in year two. That's when everybody was winning national titles. Uh, Urban, Nick, uh, everybody was winning in season two. So, Gus went to the national championship his first year. Yeah, and lost to Jemias Winston. Hey, he still made it. Uh, all right. Uh, what what are you? I'm the only one that said what they got Tennessee doing this year. So y'all go ahead and break my heart. I'll go. Uh, I haven't finished in fifth. Five to seven wins. I think they lose the opener, and then they go on a five game losing streak. A couple games after that, there's Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, and South Carolina. Oof. And then possibly oh, finish God. the year out some. 
strong. It's possible. I mean, you're at Georgia, at Auburn, at South Carolina, and you haven't beat Alabama in, what, 12 years? 11. 11. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. The, the Florida game might be a toss-up. It'll probably be closer than most people think. Um, but there's a real possibility they can lose five games in a row. Very real. I mean, that's just that's a that's a terrible draw on the schedule. Yep. Split. They should have put freaking Charlotte in between somewhere. Mixed in Vandy, put South Carolina somewhere else, and Georgia somewhere else. Jesus. Aaron. Look, man. If if Pruitt can work with that star power that you're talking about. Some crazy stuff could happen this year. It really could. Like, it's not going to be winning the East, but it could really break some hearts in the East. Uh, There is no other team in the East with a more brutal schedule, though, and especially that stretch of number three as of right now, number three Georgia, number nine Auburn, number one Alabama, back to back to back. That's like – South Carolina is ranked as well. Their West draw sucks this year because they got Alabama and Auburn. Yeah, I think I think South Carolina is ranked like twenty one right now or twentieth something like that. So, who is yeah. uh, West Virginia is a top East ranked draw. team? Say it again. What is Mississippi State's East draw every year? Who's their one team they always play? Ken- Kentucky. Kentucky. Thank the Lord. Get out of here. Glory be to God. Yep. How the hell do y'all get Kentucky and we get Georgia? At, you know, Tennessee, that's one I, thing that Tennessee know. and Auburn have in common is we both get shafted on the East thing. Their right. other uh, Mississippi State's other East school this year is Florida. Yeah, but Tennessee gets Alabama every year, and Auburn gets. Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Sucks. I know. And then we have to pay it playing back to back. Yep. We get screwed on that, and then Mississippi State's over there playing Kentucky. All right, so Aaron, you never gave me a win loss for Tennessee. I've got Tennessee at number five uh, with a a win bracket between six and eight wins. I'm kind of leaning towards the upper end of that, too. Uh, If if Pruitt is the guy for the job, man, you shouldn't really have a a whole lot of lag in year one. It's what he does with this four-game streak, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, South Carolina. Everybody else on the schedule is beatable. Right. with, with the exception of Florida. So I've, I see seven games that are winnable. Florida being kind of a toss-up. South Carolina kind of being a, a, a toss-up. I don't know. Those three yeah. games, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama are, are losses, though. And so you just got to see how they how they deal with them. You know, I'm kind of looking ahead at Tennessee's future scheduling at, uh, non-conference. South Alabama is actually going up to Tennessee in uh, 2021. <laughs> Might have to check that out. All right, so uh, that takes us to Vanderbilt, the only private school in the SEC. Um, I really like David uh, Derek Mason. I think he's a good guy, good coach. Um, I feel bad that he's got to be at Vanderbilt, and he followed. Um, oh shoot, what's his name? Someone give me the coach from Penn State. Franklin. Yeah. J- J- 
James Franklin. James, James Franklin. Yeah, James Franklin. I uh, feel bad he's got to follow him, and he was at Stanford with David Shaw. But uh, I've got Vanderbilt between four and six wins. Six would be generous uh, set last in the SEC East. So, yeah, not not much to talk about there. Yeah, I've got Vandy last as well. Um, I said five to six wins, and – you know, Vandy's a team. It's like it's like what you just said. Derek Mason is such a good coach. You want them to do well. You want what he's doing to work. It's just, just tough. And why did they slate Notre Dame? Yeah, oh, I know. who made that at deal? Notre Dame? I don't think Notre Dame's gonna be that mm. good, though. Personally, yeah. I was listening to something the other day, and they were like, they they said that. Everybody remember Notre Dame was number three in the country going into November, and I must have like blocked that out of my memory or or something because uh, I just did not remember them being that good. Because well, Georgia, they beat Georgia. Well, Georgia beat them, so that I mean that was their loss. But uh, I Notre Dame is they're the all name they're the all name team. They get so much credit for what they did in the forties and fifties and you know, way back in the day, uh, they could fart and they would be in the top ten. I mean, it's just ridiculous how much. That's why I don't like preseason polls either. Let let them play some games because uh, what is it? Um, uh, how many college football playoffs we've had? But like ten out of however many teams started the season in the top five or whatever. Because so it's already in your mind that that's one of the top teams in the country. But if they don't play that way there's it'll take more for him to fall than it will to go up i think you should just keep your your ranking that you ended the year on and go that way but not actually really assess the rankings until like the third game third week i mean i'm with you because there's there's too much value to the the rankings and you know you could play like absolute dog shit and win and you're ranked number two in the country or something, but you're not the second best team in the country. No. But you're holding on to that ranking because of where you started. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I don't think Vandy I – th- I want Vandy to be good as well. They're just – the academic side of it's tough for them. You can't get the, the the type of kids in there. You just can't. I mean, they can't qualify there. And Vandy's not one of those schools that will make exceptions. No. Um, but I think they go last in the East, five to seven. I think the gap five, six, and seven in the East is very close. Yeah, um, I think the East has a lot of. I think the East has more toss-up games than the West does. I think the West ha- almost has a very defined power structure, while the East has a lot of teams that are, you know, Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Uh, they've had coaches that have been there for three or four years. They're still they're still kind of building, or they've got their guys in there now. And then you've got Missouri and Tennessee. You know, Tennessee's got the new head coach he's trying to implement, but he's still got talent on the roster. Missouri was hot at the end of the year, and then you've got Georgia and uh, South Carolina. They've got you know they prove that they have some. Well, Georgia proved by going to national title game, but uh, South Carolina, you know, has proven that they've got. I, I just there may be a top two in the East, but I think there's a lot of toss-up games in the East itself. 
whereas the West, I think it will shake out Alabama, Auburn, and Mississippi State by the end of the year, and it will be clear who the you know who their top teams are. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. in the East it's the same way. I think there's three top teams, in my opinion, with Florida, South Carolina, and Georgia. Um, you know, but I, and I think the other four, you know, as they're not bad teams, and they do have talent. All of them have talent. I mean, they all recruit recruit fairly decent. You know, even Vanderbilt recruits decent for what they're having to go through. I mean, academically, they don't recruit bad. But yeah. I mean, there's talent there, and they have good coaches. You know, Derek Mason, he's kind of like how Muschamp was at Florida. If he could just get the offense together, you know, they might be a little decent. But, I mean, it was close last year. But, I mean, the West is leaps and bounds ahead of what uh, ever the East is. And the re- I think the reason Georgia's so high up there is just it's not because of who Georgia is. It's because of what the freaking talent they have in that state at the high school level. The high school level is ridiculous. Right. The talent. I mean, y'all's best recruit for Tennessee is a Georgia kid. Um, we always sign a bunch of Georgia guys. I mean, and then Georgia signs a bunch of Georgia guys, and they're loaded. And the Alabama's in there too. I think uh, almost half of Tennessee's recruiting class right now is uh, from Georgia. I think nine out of 20 are from Georgia. Um, but – you know, speaking of, you know, talk about how hard it is in the East with recruiting all that. Tennessee right now has the number 10 recruiting class in the country, and that puts them at number six in the SEC. There's five teams ahead of them, and they're number 10 in recruiting class rankings. So that's yeah, where I that at. at I looked at it today, and there were eight on Rivals. So I, yeah. I like Rivals. Um, there were eight, but they also have, what, 20 or – 23 recruits or something like that. Uh, they I picked mean, up number 20 today. I mean, Auburn's only got, I think, 16, but yeah. their overall star recruit is, like, third highest out in the country. Yeah. Well, like I think Tennessee's a got rating. a couple. Uh, Tennessee's in play for the number two offensive tackle out of West Virginia. Uh, and if Tennessee lands him, Tennessee, I think, unquestionably, Alabama right now, I think, had, everybody's calling them having – the best offensive line class in the country. If Tennessee lands this kid out of West Virginia, uh, Tennessee arguably has the best offensive line class in the country, and Jeremy Pruitt would be rebuilding Tennessee in the trenches because that would give him the number one and number two offensive tackles. Um, they got a four-star kid out of Tennessee that's highly – that's um, I forget what number he is, but he's probably like top 20. Um, they just picked up the number 15 guard today. I mean, Pruitt is recruiting the trenches. Um he needs to get a damn quarterback. Yeah, we're, tr- we're trying to figure that. Well, they got that kid out of California that Ohio State wanted, um, and he was ready to commit to Ohio State. But the weekend he went up there for a camp or something, Ohio State got some kid in that they had been trying to recruit but thought he was going to Michigan State or somewhere. And when he came to camp, the kid that's committed to Tennessee now, um, they – pretty much told him that the spot was taken so he committed to Tennessee instead but the three star uh yeah but he's going to jump up because he was uh he was like a top 5 performer at the elite 11 so who won uh, that uh who knows not someone Tennessee's getting Bo Nix won it uh yeah uh Aaron why don't Where's you give us got? a little recap Aaron must have left us oh 
I'm sorry. Hey, Bad can you hear production. Me? I've muted Aaron on accident. No wonder he hadn't been talking. Uh, yeah, Aaron, why don't you give us can a little recap? Me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, man, I've been talking for like 10 minutes. Nobody's been saying anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, you've got number one, Georgia, number two, South Carolina, number three, Missouri, number four, Florida, number five, Tennessee, number six, Kentucky, seven, Vandy. I've got number one, Georgia, two, Florida, three, South Carolina, four, Tennessee, five, Kentucky, six, Mizzou, and seven, Vandy. Uh, Danny's got number one, South Carolina, number two, Georgia, number three, Florida, number four, Mizzou, number five, Tennessee, six, Kentucky, and seven, Vandy. And I did have a comment earlier about the whole Notre Dame discussion. You can't pick against God's team, Michael. <laughs> if you do, you have to go to confession. And and look, that's just that's just an easy sin we can avoid. So when you get the opportunity to pick Notre Dame, you got to. And that's what those pollers are doing, man. They're just trying to get a little express ticket past the pearly gates. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, all See, right. if you'd been going to church lately, you'd feel more obligated to like Notre Dame. I, I don't think so. They they <laughs> they probably got a chapel at Tennessee. Uh, all right, guys. That uh, I think we did decent job with just our opinions on that. Um, you know what's coming up too since football season starting. That's fantasy football. And uh, since I won our league last year, actually, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but I entered four fantasy football leagues and I won all of them. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, me and Danny's friend CT were actually in it for the championship and. I think I smoked him. I don't remember, but, um, yeah, I, I won our league. And then um, Aaron, who not the – he's a big college football fan. He doesn't follow the NFL. Uh, I found out this year that his family did a, a season last year, and they were – because his brother I – was, I was at Aaron's, and his brothers and his parents were talking about their teams and things like that. And um, – I think they actually have a trophy or whatnot, but, you know, me and his brother were talking about who our teams were and, you know, how we did, and uh, I was like, well, I won four out of four leagues, and they're like, well, we needed somebody extra and this and that, and they were like, you know, we'll send you the invite this year, but I guess after going four for four, I put uh, the fear of you-know-what into somebody, and uh, so I didn't get the invite. I don't know if Aaron wants to elaborate on that or not. You didn't get an invite because we did not invite you. Ah. Is it because y'all were scared or or what? Uh, well, you know, being that it's a family football league, do I need to finish the sentence? Yeah, but y'all don't have an even number. Uh, we, well, Tristan and I are playing this year. Uh, ah. which wouldn't still not make it even. Um, do you, do you have a girlfriend yet? I'm working on it. Working on it. Danny gives me a hard ah. time about it right now. Oh, it's so, it's so hard to be mean to you, Mike. I mean, isn't it, isn't I, it though? I, you know, your, your other good friends are really mean to you. Like, like Danny. Yeah. You know, and the, Justin, you, you got these little 21 year olds coming after you and you just got to slow play it, you know? That sounded kind of braggy because it, it kind of was. Jeez, I'm telling. 
Well, you know, you 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 forgot to mention that this conversation was had at a uh, a skeet shoot competition for a good bottle of whiskey, and uh, you were probably the favorite going into that competition. But what made the difference was the automatic skeet thrower and the consistency in which it throws skeet. It took you out of the equation, man. Yeah, you know, the year before you you was the you were the crazy thrower that nobody could hit your skeet when you threw it, but with the automatic thrower, it even the playing field. Yeah, but destroyed you. but the next week, me and Danny and our friend Dan went out there, and I was perfect. So um, I don't know. I don't want to say it was nerves, but it could have been. Um, there might have been a little pressure because uh, to to outdo everybody, but you know, we'll, we'll see next year. Yeah. A little stage fright. Yeah, maybe. But uh So that's what she said too. Oh, did she? Yeah. See? See Aaron? He's always making fun of me. Um But I just want to throw it out there. Everywhere. Um uh, making fun of disabled people again. Uh but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to do a live fantasy football draft and we're going to basically talk crap about our friends and Aaron and all the dumb picks we make and who takes a quarterback in round two and the first person to take a defense in round five or something but uh, that'll probably be our next episode is going to be our fantasy football draft I know I won't be able to get my steals like I did last year with Kamara and a bunch of other people because I honestly don't think the rookies are going to be that deep this year uh, just honestly, but um, so you're trying to use reverse psychology on us right now. Yeah, I just don't think Kamara is going to have that good of a year. I just don't think the rookies are going to be very good, and all he takes is rookies. It's like rookie, rookie, rookie. Oh, <laughs> uh, I will try to take carry on away from you, though. I will admit so, that. What are we going to play on? ESPN, Yahoo. We are on ESPN. You should know because you joined already. Oh yeah. Yeah, Oops. you had to accept the invite. Um, I expect everybody to have good team names. Um, Mine's the best. Yeah, it's very hateful, and uh, you inspired Dan to pick on me as well. No, nah, Dan did that on his own. Uh-huh. But um, Aaron is actually Team Poplin right now, so because I just gave that out on the podcast, but we won't put that two and two together. Um she yeah um all right so yeah next episode fantasy football <laughs> live draft we're gonna figure out a date it. yeah you you wouldn't because you didn't you didn't go to school with him um it's one of our fraternity friends one of our you don't know halitosis yeah um he's the other Red guy that's beans. going to our uh to our auburn tennessee game he was on lex and terry one time halitosis well he wasn't on lex and terry um, one of our friends told his story to Lex and Terry. So <laughs> greatest story ever. We can't talk about that on the show. We'll, we'll Why tell can't you because this is a clean show. We're not explicit. I mean, it's not explicit. Well, go ahead and tell it, work. Danny. So Aaron had this friend. Yes, he sir. He and his his significant other ex used to play this. His ex significant other used to play this game while they want they would take turns of taking advantage of each other of each other while they slept (laughs) this does sound explicit 
Okay, so I'm they, leaving it PG as possible. They <laughs> would pretend that the other one was asleep, and then they would do adult things to each other. But one day, ha- the the female was asleep, and our friend was doing some things, and she woke up in the middle and asked him what the heck he was doing, and it embarrassed him, and we laugh about it to this day. So, yes. At least she didn't wake up and say another man's name. I think he would have been less embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, well, one of our friends called in to Lex and Terry and acted like he was this particular person, <laughs> and they acted like it was not a, very weird. They acted like it was normal. And it was hilarious. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my life. I was crying. I've heard of worse. Michael has told me of worse. I've never done anything that bad in my life. Mike. Aaron, just remember the show's uh, not explicit, and uh, we don't want to out people on things. I know. I would love for you to out to me. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think like what I could have done that was that bad as bad as that. Uh, yeah, you. I used to think you were a good person. I am a good person. I'm texting the group right now so that Danny can decide if he wants to say it or not. All right. Well, while we decide this, uh, we're uh, we need to get to our Southern Lodge list debate. Um, this week, we're going to give uh, the the most important meal of the day our focus. We're going to give you all our top five breakfast cereals. Um, this was Aaron's list idea, so let's let Aaron give us his number five. This is a classic here. Uh, Danny, did you get the text yet? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I mean, that's not really that bad. I didn't get it. Now, some so, people are like that. Yeah, I didn't get it. That is weird. I think I know what you... Apparently... Uh, Mr. Mike likes to cho- do some choking oh. <laughs> and say they like it. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, you know, I uh, oh god, this show's gonna, we're going to get kicked off. But I'm just going to say, some girls like to be tossed around and shown that uh, you know you really are the man and that they uh, you've Is got that the power. Why you have a sciatic nerve problem? Uh, my actually, I actually fixed my sciatic <laughs> nerve problem. Um, when I went way, when I went on the wave runner the couple weekends ago, I was doing a lot of bouncing and apparently it knocked something loose. I, my back actually isn't bothering me anymore. So I must've decompressed it. But, uh, anyway, back to cereal off of adult conversations. Uh, and you, you can ask, Never mind. You can, you should ask women around if they like to be, uh, if they like a little physicality, I'm going to tell you, they, they probably would tell you. Yeah. But, you you your number five breakfast cereal, Aaron. Okay, so this goes back to childhood. I don't I haven't had this in a while, but I still the last time I had it was probably about five years ago, and it was still delicious. It's simple. It's sweet. King vitamin. Y'all ever had it? Never heard no. of it. Neither have I. What? <laughs> Never heard oh, of it. Oh man, it's not it's not a complicated cereal. It's just. Like these little yellow, they're supposed to be crowns, I think, but they they just look like a star with the middle cut out, and uh, they're just they're just a sweet, just like a honeycomb. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's an but they don't brand. taste like honey. I mean, it's 
Okay. Um, my number five is Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm. Ooh, classy. Mm, classy. Good for just, the heart, supposedly. Just a question before I let Danny go. Do y'all drink your cereal milk? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I think it's weird okay, when people question. say they don't. Do you put your milk in first or second? First. No, I mean second. Second. Ooh. Ooh, you almost got me. No, you put your cereal in first, then you pour milk on it. Only way to do it. Yes. This is true. Agreed. Agreed. So I don't trust the person if they put milk in first. No. Because you can't get everything. You, you, you just can't get it all milky. Well, that too. I will look, say this. You'll get more cereal in if you, uh, if you put it in first. If you put milk in first, you're not going to get as much cereal because it's going to float. Yeah, go back for seconds. Well, if you have a limited amount of hands and you're at the fridge anyway, if you can pour the bowl full of milk, you may not need the milk anymore. So you can pour, pour the bowl full of milk and just grab the bowl, your spoon, and the cereal box and go like sit in front of the TV and you can like you know how like when you finish eating the cereal you refill the bowl anyway. Well, if you if you put the cereal in first, then the milk, and you eat all the cereal out, and you want to add more cereal to it, you might run out of milk that time. Then you got to pour milk again. You follow me? But so if you no. if you fill it at the fridge with milk first, then you don't have to carry the milk. I see what you you're saying. It's a possible cereal. way that it's acceptable to have milk in there first is when you're going for seconds. True. Also, only, when only it, what Aaron's thing is, by the time you get to that second bowl, your milk is kind of warmed up a little bit, so you need that shot of cold milk to refresh it again. So, you've been overruled two to three. Uh, number four, Aaron. Please let I it be something we know. Apple. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's right. Apple. No, Danny hadn't given his. Uh. Waiting on Danny. Danny's disconnected. Wife's. Well, you are broken all up on that. Life cereal. Okay. Sounds like plain oh, Jane. Very good. The cinnamon kind. Ah. Uh, normal, the cinnamon. Ugh. Even better. All right. All right. At least it's a cereal we've heard of. Uh, Aaron, number four. Apple Jacks. Eh. But they don't even taste like apples. Eh. Eh. Never had them. Never had the desire to eat one. You know, the green and the orange taste the same. Yeah, it's kind of like the Fruit Loops, but they left out a couple of other colors. Yeah. Um, my number four is Cocoa Pebbles. Yes. That's a good one. It is. They um, Any chocolate cereal. Delicious. Yeah, but like some style, of them... Though. Some of them don't give up the cocoa in the milk as well as a cocoa pebble does. Like some of the other ones don't get as chocolatey for your milk. I got mm. one. My not my number four is cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Yeah, I like I just That's like the one. flakes better than the balls. I don't. I think I think the flakes soak up the milk a little bit better. But can't go wrong with the chocolatey cereal. Um, number three, That's Aaron. True. Peanut butter crunch with a concession, okay, or or a disclaimer. Peanut butter crunch will destroy your mouth, right? Oh, you'll yeah. be in pain, but it's worth it. So worth it. Salty, peanutty. I like, and, the... and, and if you just let it sit in the milk 
for uh, like two or three minutes. <clears throat> that's the best. Well, is that is that Reese's puff? Is that is? No, it's different. That's okay. Captain Crunch peanut oh. butter crunch. I like the other one then. The the Reese's peanut butter puffs or whatever. That's the one I eat. Uh, number three for myself is pops, corn uh, corn pops or just pops, sugary pops. Gross. So good. I like it too. You got to eat those fast because they'll soak up the milk and get soggy real real quick. My number three is Reese's Puff. Mm. That's that is one of my favorites. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah. It's it's same thing though. That one will tear up your mouth as well if you don't let it uh soak up your milk. Number two, Aaron. Chocolate checks. Were you born in a health yep. store? Have Have you ever had it? It is not healthy. It uh the 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 calories, the nutrition information. Chocolate checks is worse than Reese Puffs. I tell you what my history with checks was. Uh, my grandparents used to buy the plain stuff, and then they would give you sugar to pour into it, so it would make it unhealthy. Um, but if you're gonna have chocolate, That's I would good, just go though. get. I would just get cocoa pebbles. But um, my number two. Checks are crispy though; they're just crispy, and so it just it's just delicious. My they number the two. The milk oh goodness! Intermingles. Uh, number two for me, cinnamon toast crunch. That's that. Ooh, cinnamon toast deliciousness. Crap, that's a good one. Yeah, you forgot all about it, didn't How did you? I forget that. I've got a question for y'all. You know, has, have any of y'all tried cookie crisp? Chocolate yes. chip cookie crisp. That was another one that'll tear your mouth up. Okay. I had it recently, and I could have swore when that stuff came out in the 90s, they actually put many cookies into the box. And what I got this time was like thin little wafer things. It, it wasn't what I it's remember. BS. Yeah. They're a little thinner than they used to be, but yeah, they're still this, pretty okay. much the same. All right. Danny, what's your number two? Frosted Flakes. Ooh. Ooh. That was a tough one between that and my first one. Question. Have you ever put banana slices into your Frosted Flakes? Strawberry slices. Are yes. I, I like Good a banana call. in mine. Strawberry. Frozen strawberry at that. Mm. All right, Aaron. What's it going to come down to for your your breakfast cereal in the morning? Every morning you could have every day. My number one is Raisin Bran. Oh, what? my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Number one is Waffle Crisp. Freaking delicious. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever had it. Oh, my God. So freaking good. Gotta try it. Uh, Have to. I guess I'm going to have to come to your house to try all these cereals that they quit making and you're hoarding. Um, Number one for me. Waffle Crisp is not... Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, I think I know you what you're talking about. Remember the commercials? Like, like there's these cereals. ladies with tiny little waffle iron. Yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Never had it, though. Ooh, those were... Actually, I have had it, and that is very good. Very underrated. Um, Number one for me, Frosted Flakes. And like I just mentioned, uh, I like to add some bananas in there to get that in there. But yeah, fro- the only bad thing about Frosted Flakes is you can't get all... 
of the flakes out when you drink your milk. So you're going to be siphoning, you're going to be straining soggy cereal with your milk. That's the only downside to it. But Frosted Flakes, number one. You and I are backwards. <laughs> I can buy number one Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is amazing. Amazing. Mm. The milk afterwards, fantastic. Yes, it is. Uh, Amazing. I, I could just, eat, I could, I'm like a garbage disposal with freaking Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You, you know, uh, none of us listed um, Fruity Pebbles. No one uh, listed uh, Tricks. No one Lucky listed Charms. Lucky Charms. They were on there, but I I'm like big, Lucky Charms. I, I do too, but I like peanut butter. Like, I'm a huge peanut butter guy. Like, I could literally eat peanut butter for the rest of my life and never complain. <laughs> Love it. If it didn't stick to me the way it does, I would eat it every day. All day. I love peanut butter. That's why that one, the Reese's Puffs went in there with me. I would have put uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's going to do it from the Lodge. We'll see y'all next time when we do our fantasy football live draft. So we'll see y'all next time at the fire. Good night. All you ladies, all you ladies watch out for Mike.